0: This is TF Wire, Transformers Week in Review Episode 46. Recorded July 2nd, 2006. and is brought to you by BigBedToyStore.com. Welcome to TF
1: Wire. It's the finger holes Ultra Magnus. We shall call you New Soundway. It pays to get Transformers, because you get girls. This is Matrix Prime, hour 64. This is Matt Spader. This is
0: Kyrus saying transform and Transformer Chill out. Hello, and welcome to Transformers Week in Review. I am Jesse, slash Matrix Prime, and on this week's show, I am joined by Spader. Hi. And Kyrus. Hi. <laughs>
2: Hello. Greetings. Hello? Helloa,
0: Hello-a.
1: <laughs> Salwe Uh unfortunately uh Awa is MIA. We think he was eaten by a polar bear in his excursions. So uh we hope to hear from him soon.
0: Uh he was attacked by the jungle wildlife.
1: I thought he was in the Arctic this week. I heard he was torn apart by chipmunks. <laughs>
0: Alvin, Simon, and uh, Theodore?
1: <laughs> yes, Elvin, Simon, Alvin, Simon, and Theodore were hungry, so they ate Awa.
0: Yes. Okay, so do we want to get to the news then?
1: Yes, let's get to the news.
0: Okay, story number one, the Transformers teaser trailer has been released. After being leaked on YouTube.com, the movie studio officially unveiled the trailer on TransformersMovie.com before its July 4th release date. The trailer, which was described in in another leak prior to its release, takes place on Mars where a silhouetted Transformer sneaks up and takes out a NASA rover. In an update on his blog, Michael Bay reveals that none of the story revealed in the trailer will actually appear in the movie itself. The trailer will appear before Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest on July 7th in theaters around the United States and can also be downloaded from Michael Bay's websites. And we will discuss this in a minute. Uh,
1: moving on to the second story, Transformers video game in 2007. In a Gamespot article, Activision revealed that they are currently at work on the next Transformers video game. The article also states that Activision is working alongside Digital Domain, a production company owned by Michael Bay, and they are shooting for a 70407 release date for the game, the same release date as the movie. Yay, more games! Yay, more games! Please don't suck. Well, the last one was pretty good. Oh, the last one I enjoyed. It was just hard as hell. But, unfortunately, movie games have a very bad tradition of total suckage.
0: That's true, but can you really go wrong with the Transformers game?
1: Yeah, when I was playing the Armada game, I just sat there for the first three
2: days pressing the Transformers button. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Optimus Prime! <laughs> <laughs> Truck! <laughs> Robot! Truck! <laughs> <laughs> Robot. Actually...
1: Uh, I have a confession to make with that game. For the first couple of hours, I actually never fired a shot. I just turned, I just picked uh, Optimus Prime and tr- just drove over everything.
0: <laughs> uh, what do you see as uh, being the storyline for this game here? To tie in with the movie. I mean, is there going to be a lot of military-related
1: th- things in there? I hope that it's an action-adventure like Armada was, but... I really hope you can play as the Decepticons as well. I have a feeling it's going to be mission based. Like, each level is going to be a different mission, and each level you get. You either play as. You can either choose which Autobot or Decepticon you want to be, or you're just assigned one. Well, I
2: don't think we'll choose between Autobot and Decepticon, but rather Transformer and Human. So, you'll have some levels where you'll be a Transformer that's got to raid the Energon facility, sneak aboard the President's Game, you know, Ghost Recon style. Or you might play as just an army general, you know, who's got to uh, defend the base for a set period while all the Transformers are trying to take your energy on. It'll be great.
0: Nah, I don't want to see the human characters in there.
2: I I don't know. Yeah, but uh, one of the things about the Transformers I'm out of video game was that you lost a sense of epic scope. When you're a big, you know, 20-foot transforming robot, you know, you're just jumping up the side of the temple and nothing seems really big. But if you're playing a human in the computer game, you'll see Optimus Prime. And he'll be just mahoosive and... You'll be able to get a proper sense of awe and wonderment in there.
1: Mahusive?
2: Mahusive.
1: That's British, isn't it?
2: Uh, I thought it was American, actually. But
1: (laughs) No, that's massive, my dear friend. (laughs) Pal chum. Anyway, um, (laughs) I think if you look at movie games in the past, a year is, just gaming in general, a year is not really an acceptable development cycle time anymore. It's more like two to three years. Uh, God of War took three years. It was an awesome game. Resident Evil 4 took three or four years. There were just uh, a bunch of really long development cycles for good games. Also, I have to wonder, are they going to do Xbox 360? I'm assuming this is going to be cross-platform. So, If it's for Xbox 360, then is it going to also be for PS2? What are they developing for? By that Uh, point, the Wii, the PS3, and the Xbox 360 will all be on the market.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's all the next-gen consoles. I don't think it's for the current ones.
2: Well, I assumed at least the Xbox 360, because they mentioned that uh, we'll see one in the movie, and so it's a massive uh, marketing. Mm, That's true.
1: If that's the case, then we might... No, I don't think we'll see it just for the 360. I'm pretty sure we'll see it for at least the PS2 and the 360. The Wii, the Nintendo Wii, I don't know if it's going to be available for it, because the Wii does not have the graphical capability of the other two.
2: Well, the da Vinci Code, that came out last month, and uh, that had a tie-in um, computer game title. Was that released cross-platforms, or...? Same with X-Men was that a cross platform? X-Men
1: flying? X-Men was PS2 Xbox and and 360. And 360 but was it for the GameCube? I don't I want to say no.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it came out for the GameCube or not, but I know that The Da Vinci Code is also out on the PS2 and I believe the 360?
1: Yes. I can confirm that. I have seen I was actually at Best Buy today and I saw it.
0: So yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure we'll see it. For all the next-gen consoles, anyways.
1: Well, here's hoping. I just... I really hope they just stick to one type of gameplay. Because if you look at the Hulk... The Hulk game tie-in for the movie, you had the Hulk doing the smashing and the destroying, and then Bruce Banner doing spy stealth stuff. And it was horrible. Didn't work out? No. the, the The normal Bruce Banner levels were horribly boring. But the you Hulk can smash levels, it. Yeah, the, the Hulk levels were cool. And then they went and did an entire game based on the Hulk levels. Was yes. there a
2: Hulk out button you could just press and turn into the Hulk? No.
1: Everything was scripted. Uh.
2: There needs to be a button like that in every game, like the Transform button in the Transformers <laughs> Armada, and the Judge Dread button in the Judge Dread game where you just press it and goes, I am the law! <laughs>
3: that,
2: that was another three days of my life just going,
3: I am the law! <laughs> I
2: AM THE LAW!
1: Was that for the Genesis or for the uh, Super Nintendo?
2: It was for the 360. Oh, not 360, the Xbox. It was released uh, two years ago now. And they've just brought out the kind of quasi-sequel, spiritual sequel, Rogue Trooper.
1: I don't remember that.
2: Well, they're kind of very big British comic icon, so they probably didn't make it across
1: the Atlantic that much. Probably why I haven't heard of it. <laughs> okay, so story number three? Story number three.
0: Transformers movie Bumblebee revealed. In a post on AinItCoolNews.com. the first ever ever image of the animatronic Bumblebee in robot mode was unleashed to the public. The image was removed per the studio's request, but can still be found online if you look hard enough. Dig.com, wink wink. (laughs) While the image didn't show Bumblebee from a head-on view, it did allow us to see some of the design characteristics we can look forward to in the other characters and shows how the vehicle pieces can be incorporated into the robot mode. So, impressed?
1: Yes, sure. um, I just want to know, was that the 1967 Camaro, or was that the 2008 Camaro version?
0: From the looks of it, it looked like the uh, 2008 one to me, but I,
1: lo- okay,
0: I, I had, can't confirm that.
1: I, yeah, I, I like what I saw. Unfortunately, it just looked like a head, a kind of body, and two limbs just sticking out to the side. <laughs> it was not the best angle shot, but hey, it's better than nothing.
2: Well, the thing that's got me completely puzzled—I um, don't know how on earth Hasbro are going to design a toy to match something that, obviously, not a car. <laughs> there aren't any kind of doors hanging off or wheels, very obvious. It looks far too complex to kind of be marketed as a toy as well.
1: I wonder if that was actually a stripped-down version of the of the of the character, because from what we know, he's upgraded from a 67 Camaro to the 08 Camaro, that could have very well been, like you said, there was no kibble, there were no car parts that we could see other than the engine block, which was, I'm assuming his back.
2: Yeah, it's very smooth, even smoother than the Citroën C4 Transformer.
1: Yeah, so maybe it's just a pre- upgraded form, maybe they took off the car parts to keep him from transforming while they had him tied down on the rail car. That could be. That would that would explain the severe. Well, again, we're only seeing a little bit of the figure. The severe lack of car parts. Hello.
2: Hello. Yes. yes. I, I'm just i just staring at the picture now. It's. Oh. Oh. Okay. Trying to remind me. I'm trying to. The helmet just looks like something, and I I can't quite place it. It looks like a kind of Power Rangers helmet, but not quite.
0: <laughs> Yellow Ranger.
1: Woo. Yes, uh, Spike is the Yellow Ranger. Yes. So, any Story other comments f- on it? Four. <laughs> <laughs> Story four A Tactics, Primus, and Titanium hit retail. The Star Wars vs. Transformers a Tactics set, first found by Onyx Miner in Texas, has now been spotted in a few parts of the country. The set includes Omega Sentinel, Cybertron Prime, and Megatron, as well as Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, and an ATRT with Stormtrooper. The set retails for $19.99. In other news, Cybertron Primus, including including the version with the Unicron head, has been spotted in many different stores around the country. This figure retails for $49.99. Also, in-package images of the six-inch titanium Jetfire and Thundercracker uh, figures have appeared on the TFW 2005 forums. And finally, Signal Lancer of the 2005 forum spotted Wave One of the three-inch titanium figures at a TRU in Ohio. He said that they are rung up, ring up. Bleh, let me try that again. <laughs> they and said that they ring up as $4.99 each, which. Consequently, I believe is the same price as the titanium Star Wars things. Really? Yeah. I was in uh I was in uh Toys R Us the other day and that was the same price at my Toys R Us.
0: Well I want to comment on the titaniums, but let's go back to the tactics here for a minute. Does anybody know how to play this damn game yet?
1: From what I understand, it is very similar to Hero Clicks.
2: Well, I thought it's hero clicks, but with a certain degree of Sabutio thrown in there. Like if you throw you know fire the missile and it hits somebody and knocks them over, they're dead.
0: Because Uh, Hasbro Hasbro has the Tactics website up, and you go to click on the rules link, and it just says coming soon, so...
1: I I can't imagine it being that complicated, but I I just don't... I'm not interested in this. Yeah, me either. I, I was really big into Warhammer 40k for several years, but this is... I'm feeling... It's not going to be anywhere near as good.
0: They just look like big piles of plastic to me.
1: With uh, very low power... Limited movement. And very low power spring-loaded weapons.
0: Yes. You don't want to shoot yourself in the eye.
1: Just uh, as a side note, I have to say that way back, the mega versions of the Animorphs figures that had spring-loaded weapons were, honest to God, the most dangerous spring-loaded weapons on a toy I had ever seen. They shot, I, both figures shot six meters. (laughs) Oh my god, if a kid hit themselves in the eye, they would be blind. So those were some good springs, huh? Those were some hella good springs. (laughs) Never picked any of
0: those figures up.
1: I actually won one for free on an online contest. And then I picked the other one up when I saw it on clearance at Walmart. Anyway, moving on. Uh, yes. Primus.
0: You already have Primus.
1: I have Primus. As I've said before, <laughs> it's it transform. You have to have the chip square or the is it the key square in Cybertron? The key lock. Uh, the key yeah. lock. Cube lock. You have to have it in order to transform the figure. There are no ifs, ands, or buts. If you lose that thing, forget it. You are never transforming him again.
0: Shit out of luck?
1: I, you're more shit out of luck. You are, <laughs> you are going to the yard sale in the bargain bin out of luck. <laughs> Other than that, he has reasonable posability, but I feel that Unicron was just a better figure. Though I do admit, I like his planet mode. It reminds me of a volleyball
0: you get to pick this one up, Gears?
1: Well, I'm quite tempted to pick it up if I can find
2: one with the, uh, the head. Unicron head, because then I can just glue the head to the top of uh, Primus in planet mode and reenact the Generation 1 series where they tried to do exactly the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Stealing Tripticons eyes and Metroplex's transformation cog and welding his head to the surface of oh, Cybertron. It was a great
1: episode, that. And then <laughs> when you get a, uh, one of the classic Starscreams, You can do it really well then. A
0: uh, Heroes of Cybertron is better. Oh, yeah. I got one uh, standing on top of my Unicron figure. (laughs) As for me, uh, I don't think I'm going to pick this figure up unless I find it on clearance.
1: You are very wise.
0: And then only if I find it with the Primus head.
1: Otherwise, nah. You mean Unicron head? Uh, yeah. (laughs) Primus comes with his own head! (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the Unicron head. Otherwise, nah. I'm not I've got, all got to have it,
2: so I, I've got Unicron already, and I just need Primus to face off against him.
1: Oddly enough, Primus is shorter.
2: I've seen the pictures on uh, Remy's site where they've got um, the two of them having a fist fight, and that completely sold me.
1: I'm going to have to dig my Unicron out of storage.
2: The only thing I would have liked better, though, is if he came in a more Marvel-inspired colour scheme. He was, you know, that magenta and yellow and orange that Hot Rod was. In the comics, and oh, yeah. he doesn't look at all like that in the Cybertron movies, He's all blue and grey and white. So, it would have been a nice touch to have him in a more hot rod-esque color scheme.
1: Well, I think they're going, they're trying for a completely opposite color scheme of Unicron. Unicron is bright colors, and Primus is more muted, more machine colors. So, kids, bright colors bad. Muted colors. Good. So moving on to Titanium. I've yet to see them. until I'm not going to make a decision on whether to purchase them until I see them in a store and I can look at them. The 3-inch figures are posable, right? Somewhat? Um, somewhat, yeah. I think their arms move. When
0: you compare these to the uh, Legends of Cybertron figures that are a
1: dollar less than this... And completely plastic.
0: Yeah. Although they, they do transform. Yes, yeah, but...
1: so I was just about to say that.
0: I, I think these are a better deal. At least in my opinion.
1: Well, we'll I'm
2: quite, see. I'm quite excited by the um, War Within toys, though. It's a big surprise they're doing them, given that Dreamwave just aren't doing the War Within comics now and we got Stormbringer instead, but Jetfire and Thundercracker look absolutely gorgeous.
0: Uh, Thun- Jetfire looks nice.
1: Oh, Jetfire looks good. I am really waiting for the Thundercracker figure, though. That is the one that I really want, along with the Prime. Oh, yeah. But then, uh... I remember seeing... Oh, I can't remember which form I saw it on. But they mentioned that it's possible we could be seeing a Rodimus figure. Generation 1 Rodimus. I have no idea. It just said Rodimus in the 6-inch. Hmm. And as far as I know, we never saw a War Within or... I guess you could call it Stormbringer Now version of Rodimus or Hot Rod.
2: Yeah, and the Classics line is going to come out with a Generation 1-inspired Rodimus, so they've got to make it markedly different from that. So
1: Was
0: there ever any unused artwork?
1: Possibly? None that I've seen. The one piece of artwork for Rodimus Gen 1 that I really, really like, well, I found it on uh, the AllSpark, was a picture of Rodimus using his trailer was actually part of his transformation. Guess so, we'll have to wait and see. I think that was actually done by Don. Anyway.
0: <laughs> Final story?
1: Final story.
0: Our last story of the week. Another week. Another photo shoot. Remy of TFKenCon.com has posted Act 413, a photo gallery of Beast Wars 10th Anniversary Optimus Primal. The gallery includes detailed pictures of the figure in both Beast and Robot mode, as well as comparison shots with previous incarnations of Primal and the 10th Anniversary Megatron figure. And we also get an up-close look at the bonus Axelon packing.
1: Which is kind of funny, because the Axelon and the Predacon ship are almost the same exact size as the Titanium Arc.
0: Yes. That was also included in his photo shoot.
1: Yes. yes. So,
0: first off, I love Remy's uh, photo galleries here.
1: Uh, he is by far the best figure <laughs> photographer. Yes. And based on, sometimes based on his (laughs) pictures, I'm deciding I actually really like this figure. I think it looks good. Now I just, I'm going on what Remy's pictures look like. The Beast Mode, a little iffy. I love the Robot Mode, though. Highly poseable.
0: I I agree with you there. The, The Beast Mode is not really all that great. But if I buy this figure, it's certainly gonna be for the robot mode.
1: Now the the neg now the negative I have is not as much a negative as the tenth anniversary Megatron with the plug force chip in dinosaurs <laughs> insert <laughs> expletive here for rear end. <laughs> ass,
0: you meant to say ass.
1: Yes, I was trying to be nice, but you plugged the force chip in his ass.
2: Not so much a tyrannosaurus, but a more of a
1: megasaurus. Yes. Oh, <laughs> pain! You have to wonder when Megatron says "force chip activate." Is he surprised when at the first time when it plugs in there? Okay, I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I did not mean to go there, but uh. Really? I'm very excited about this figure. My big complaint is, why does he have a giant flying skateboard? What purpose does that serve? Uh, I don't know. Is it a callback to Transmetal Optimus Primal? I guess they were trying to combine the two, possibly. I'm sorry, but if I'm seeing a flying... uh, A a Transmetal... Or whatever he is, I'm assuming he's... Or, not even organic. He's more of a transorganic monkey, or I'm sorry, transorganic ape on a flying skateboard. I'm going to be perplexed. I'm not going to be f- afraid. I'm going to be very perplexed.
2: It could be worse. He, you know, could be using the surfboard as a gig- gigantic pink surfboard as a weapon. Yeah,
1: that's true. Well,
0: Hasbro did say that they created these figures with the idea of using them in future lines, so. Maybe they could have an idea for a toy in the future.
2: Yeah, why have they remolded them with the Force chip? Were they originally intended to be part of the Cybertron? Could be.
1: Could very well be. And then, much like
2: uh, Mega DinoBot, but they kind of switched lines at the last minute, but still kept the gimmicks.
1: That's one only has broken answer, I think. Though I did notice, uh, when you plug in the Force chip, you don't get the ability, for Optimus Primal, you don't get the ability to shoot the the gun on the surfboard it pops out a sword which makes sense with the original figure but i just feel like the original figure was much more heavily armed than this figure
0: yeah that figure did have quite a few weapons
1: yeah he had a a mace a dual arm cannon dual shoulder cannons and then the two swords
0: yeah he could take care of himself yeah (laughs) so we done with the news then
1: I think we're done with the news. What about you, Kyrus?
2: Well, I think we're done with the news, uh, and this brings us up to our discussion topic, which harks back to our first item of news today about the Transformers teaser trailer. Now, what do you want to discuss first? Do you want to discuss the kind of whole shenanigan of it getting leaked and then put on the website early, or do you want to discuss the trailer itself?
1: I just have to say one thing. I kind of sort of called this a little, uh, a couple of episodes ago where I said, the only thing we'll see of the Transformer is a giant silhouette, and I was right.
2: <laughs> well, I just loved it on the AllSpark this week. I've been uh, traveling the country, and, and I came back and I saw on the AllSpark, on the front page, they had uh, a new item of news, which was Update 1, Update 2, Update 3, <laughs> Update 4. Like, oh! uh, and the updates were posted in the wrong order, so that the first thing <laughs> I, I noticed is, that. Is, is the link. <laughs> to the actual teaser trailer and then the next thing goes we will never show a link to the teaser trailer ever 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 it's just wrong it's like killing kittens
1: <laughs> i saw i saw something on a very something something very similar on a couple of other fan sites it was like it, they said we will never post the link to the teaser trailer and then a little bit further down okay they released it here you go <laughs>
0: I know it was a pain in the ass to actually see it when it was officially released.
1: Oddly enough, I had no trouble. Really? No, I, I yeah. Got straight that, yeah. I got it, it straight took me, there.
0: It took me at least an hour and a half to actually get it working. And cool. prior to that, I was using Internet Explorer. I know, I know. Shoot me. Oh.
1: Bad monkey. Uh,
0: and it has the latest version of Flash in it, and when I went to the web page, it says you need to install Flash 8. I already have, what is it, up to Flash 9 I think they are now?
1: Yeah, they're up to Flash 9.
0: I had that installed, and it wouldn't load the web page. So I fired That's up... That's
1: actually a problem with Flash. Uh, there was a major problem when they upgraded to 9. Things in 8 could not be displayed initially. They fixed that, though.
0: Well, but then, after this whole debacle of actually trying to view it, I can view the website
1: fine now. Yeah, they that was something to do with the program uh, that Flash released to website hosters.
0: Okay. Well, and anyways, we had, I opened it...
1: We had what? immense problems with that at work.
0: Well, I I opened up Firefox and I was able to view it with no problem, but it still took a while to load.
1: Um,
2: it loaded fine for me. Yep, yeah, instantaneously for me. Ugh, clicked on the announcement and oh, it's playing already. It's
1: <laughs> of course I saw it pretty. I saw it just as it was posted, maybe a oh, minute or two after it was posted. So that's probably why.
0: Well, I tried it at like uh, four o'clock in the afternoon, so.
1: Oh, that that's
2: definitely why. <laughs> when it was getting
0: hammered.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, enough about the actual trailer itself. Uh, kind of trying to view it. What do you make of it? What do you think of the lack of Transformers? The veritable dearth of robots in disguise?
1: I'm not surprised. I really am not surprised. But it did it did confirm like the very brief shot we got to see of a body of a Transformer. Just the silhouette for this brief second, it... It did confirm that they're going to look nothing like what we've seen before. And then, with the Bumblebee picture, they're very... it looks spindly. Yeah, it's kind of moving in a more trans-tech
2: direction than harking back to Generation 1 nostalgia. Very um, exposed wires, cables, struts, and pistons, really.
1: That's what Michael Bay has said. It's going to be a very different Transformer than what we're used to. It's going to be more of an organic machine as opposed to blocky.
0: Well, I'm fine with that as long as they don't look sickly.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, as long as they don't resemble um, Nicole Richie and Paris Hilton, I think I'll be fine.
2: <laughs> ah, too many confusing thoughts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, listeners, and I'm sorry for scaring you uh, shitless with that image. <laughs>
0: So, so what do you think about uh, Michael Bay saying that none of this, none of the story in the trailer, trailer will actually uh, appear in the movie itself?
1: And then what the hell's the point? Well, that's
0: exactly.
2: the that's point of teaser trailers, though. Like when the first Superman, you know, the nineteen seventy Superman movie was released, all it was was uh, footage of you know a camera stuck on the front of a plane flying through ca- clouds and going, "Marlon Brando, Superman," and that was it. The entire yeah, but trailer.
0: Superman, but S- Superman is synonymous with flying, so. I mean, this, you don't see anything transform. How would you even know what what it's all about if you don't know what Transformers are? That was was a question I asked on the AllSpark, and I got people saying, oh, well, people remember Transformers, people in their 30s, 40s, 50s.
1: No, you know what they remember? They remember Optimus Prime, Megatron, and the symbol. They had the symbol at the very end, which was good. But other than that, you're going to have people going, what the hell? Right. They remember, I can... When I was in college, and I would wear um, one of my Transformers t-shirts, just the one with the Autobot or the Decepticon symbol, people would go, yeah, Optimus Prime, or yeah, Megatron. That was all they remembered. Right. And, we, we, and the sound. They remember the sound. Yep. And we didn't even get that. We got Kerthoom. Well, I, I mean, I was fine with that. I, I think the
0: trailer would have been a lot better. had. I mean, since we have the animatronic Bumblebee now, They could have showed whatever version that is, whether it's the 2008 or whatever. What's the other model? Uh, 67. Yeah, they could have showed the car. It could have faded to black. We could have heard the transformation sound that they used at the end of of the trailer, and then they could have shown this animatronic Bumblebee. That would have at least, you know, conveyed the message of what the Transformers were all about.
1: Or that, or just see, you hear, you see it, you see a vehicle, you hear the sound and then you see maybe the silhouette of something really big walking away. That would have worked. Or, exactly. you, or, like I said earlier, you see a car. You see a bunch of people walking around. You hear the sound, and a shadow just appears above the people, and everybody turning around, and just somebody goes, Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that would have worked perfectly as well. Maybe, the, maybe we'll get something similar like that, Farther down the line. Maybe around Christmas. Or what's a what's a big movie weekend? Um, Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving weekend. We could get another trailer then. Cause yeah, I'm hoping definitely... the next
0: one is at least a lot better than this.
1: Yeah. I, I didn't hate it. I was happy we had a, tr- uh, a trailer. But it didn't really show anything
2: of interest. It, it didn't warrant a big th- countdown on the main flash site, going how many seconds there
1: were left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many milliseconds? The only thing it showed was that NASA truly didn't screw up the Beagle mission.
2: <laughs> the Beagle mission's fantastic here in England, because the guy who's in charge of it is a classic eccentric Englishman with his long hair and bald patch and bad teeth at this set, uh, <laughs> oh, really clumsy in his cardigan. He's just a sort of nice English spot. It's great. Just to think he's in the world of Transformers now somehow And it didn't actually show the Beagle The Beagle was just like a beach ball That landed on the moon And deflated Uh, And that's um, what the Beagle actually was in real life It wasn't a rover
1: Yeah, the Beagle itself (laughs) was just the actual capsule A deflatable beach ball that's what most beach balls are. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so are we done with the discussion topic then? Uh, I think Anything else to ha- add? Yeah, I think we've reached a general consensus that, while not horrible, there could have been a lot more to it.
0: Okay, so moving on to Curious with the Ultimate Transformers Rock Ballad Part 5.
3: Oh, yes, my darling dougie.
2: Climax of the teaser trailer to the climax of the ultimate Transformers rock ballad is uh, any great part five.
0: <laughs> Are you happy, happy to be done with it?
2: Yeah, I- I- I'm thoroughly sick of hearing that all <laughs> now. I- I've had put away all my guitars and hidden them away the other side of my room, and all the cables is gone, and now I can return to living a normal life.
0: How long did it take you to put that together?
2: Um, I don't know, but I've got about three gigs worth of uh, sound <laughs> recordings on my computer from which it's assembled. Jesus,
0: <laughs> so it took quite a while then.
2: Yeah, and, uh, you know, we've had a great number of people contributing, including the voice of Megatron and Simon Furman. My favorite part is, personally, uh, the bit where Simon Furman just goes, You know, it's (laughs) it's Simon Furman doing a classic Simon Furmanism, and that's worth its weight in gold.
0: Yes. (laughs) Okay, on to our next segment, the two-minute drill. On this segment, I will, or at least attempt, to review an episode of Transformers in two minutes or less. On this week's show, I will be reviewing The Transformers Season 1, Episode 2, More Than Meets the Eye, Part 2. Start the clock. This episode begins right where the first one left off, with the Autobots helping the workers aboard the oil rig, two of whom are Spike and Sparkplug. Upon their successful rescue, Sparkplug and Spike join the Autobots in the battle against the Decepticons, and return to Autobot headquarters. Upon their arrival, Soundwave infiltrates Autobot HQ and uses Teletran-1 to locate the energy resources around Earth. The Decepticons head to Sherman Dam in an attempt to gain massive amounts of energy, but are met by the Autobots where the first great battle of the two warring factions begins on Earth. The battle concludes with the Autobots suffering a minor defeat and the Decepticons escaping with energon cubes in hand. The Decepticons, needing much more energy, begin to travel the globe in search of it, and end up at the Burma Crystal Mine. Hoping to trap the Decepticons within the mine, Wheeljack develops a bomb to do just that. Wanting to help the Autobots, Sparkplug volunteers to help set the bomb, and Bumblebee agrees to go with him. Once inside the mine, they are able to set the bomb without a hitch, but are stopped by Thundercracker and Skywarp as they try to leave. Thinking that something must have gone wrong, Optimus Prime transforms and heads to the entrance of the mine. Upon his arrival, he sends in Roller as a scout, but a few seconds later, the bomb that Bumblebee and Sparkplug had set detonates. This episode ends in a cliffhanger, as the detonation from the bomb causes Optimus Prime to roll down the side of the mountain, leaving us wondering if he will survive or not. So what did I like about this episode? Well, it featured the first full-out battle between the Autobots and the Decepticons. And it also showed some dissension within the ranks between Megatron and Starscream. And was just a hint of what was to come between these two characters. I also liked the fact that at this point in the story, there isn't a lot of background information. It's mainly just action, which is there to hook the audience and draw them in. So what didn't I like about this episode? Well, my only major complaint was the fact that... The battle between the Autobots and the Decepticons and Sherman Dam was just a bit too short for my liking. I really would have liked to have seen it extended just a little bit. I give this episode a 4 out of 5. Okay, so moving on to the listener sound-off segment. On this week's show, we have Crazy Steve once again.
1: It's with crazy. his review. No, don't do it again!
3: <laughs> with his review of Art of War number 4. Hey, this is Crazy Steve with this week's review of Art of War, number four. Okay, Art of War is a cheesy, corny comic book. If you haven't figured that by now, jeez, have you been reading? Things happen in it that wouldn't happen in real life. The real military, or even a real comic book. Like last issue, when Mainframe punched out a civilian scientist in full view of his commander without getting so much as a, hey, you know there, Mainframe, we really shouldn't be punching out civilians, you... Well, whatever, hey, try punching out civilians in the real military, see how fast you get promoted. Or like when Scarlet and Snake Eyes got captured by the Decepticons, the first thing they start doing, instead of trying to escape, was make out. Yeah, like, that's gonna happen. If Scarlet can figure out which hole in his face is his mouth, I say go for it. Kiss Snake Eyes all you want. Art of War number four is no exception to the silliness. Now, the way Scarlet and Snake Eyes escape from their cell is unbefreaking leaveable, Snake Eyes essentially pulls a Jedi mind trick on his Stunticon prison guard breakdown. Now, Tim Seeley, you are a mind-blowing comic-writing god. So, Spermentor develops a major character flaw in this issue. It stems from his inability to comprehend emotion. He doesn't understand why everybody freaked out when he killed Bumblebee. Hell, it's just Bumblebee. I don't understand why everybody freaked out either. I'm right with you there, Spermentor. The Joes tell him he doesn't understand because he's not truly alive. Only then, when you're truly alive, can you comprehend how much it sucks when your Volkswagen dies or something. I don't know. So, Spermentor's motivation for possessing the Matrix changes. Now, before, it was just for the power. But now, he comes to the conclusion that possessing the Matrix will make him alive. It'll give him a spark. It'll make him able to feel and love and all that crap. So essentially, where before he was unstoppable military juggernaut badass, now he's Pinocchio. Was this change of motivation necessary? Just Tim Seeley, I wish to comprehend thee. Alright, I gotta go. I gotta go dig out some Ghost Rider and Sleepwalker comics so that Bob Budiansky and I will have something to talk about this week at Icon 1. So this is Crazy Steve saying, if you can't be military crazy... Beast Permentor. Keep sending those in, Crazy Steve. I love them. Yes.
1: Uh, yep. Thank you very much, Crazy Steve. I picked and, up uh, Art of
2: War number two and number three uh, on your recommendation, and I
1: should hopefully be key, picking up number four this week. I have one through four, and I am thoroughly enjoying this series. And now we're moving on to listener
0: questions. Listener questions. This one comes from Matthew. Not me. If Beast Wars, Beast Machines had continued into Trans Tech, what do you think it would have been like? Would it have led to something better than what we have now? Or would it have been... What? Yeah. Uh, let me start over. Would it, have been, would it have led to something better than what we have now? And would we even have a live-action movie? Now that I butchered that question.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, let's answer the live-action movie part first, and then we'll get into the meat of the question. I, I think we would have ended up with a live-action movie anyway. Don, yeah. um... Don Murphy's been fishing this around to producers for, he said, what, the past four years or so? Well, He's been trying to get a live-action TF movie made for a while. The um,
2: Transformers lines from uh, Armada onwards uh, haven't really figured at all in the Generation 1 movie. There were, in a mm-hmm. couple of early drafts, I remember seeing oh, who was it? Someone was saying that maybe Hotshot would get featured in the Transformers movie, but apart from that, there's been no talk of an Armada or Energon or Cybertron influence in the movie. It's just been based
1: on Generation 1. Now, back to the other part of uh, the question. I would, I, there were those leaked images of Cheetor and Starscream prototype figures from TransTech. Yep. I don't know if that, I don't know if that would have flown... I would have liked to have seen a line like that. Who knows? After the movie, we might get a trans-tech line. Because uh, the Cheetor figure looks very similar and kind of spindly to the Bumblebee image. So, who knows? I mean, we might get trans-tech in a a few years. You never know.
0: I think cartoon-wise, it would have resulted in a much better story than what we got now.
1: Oh it absolutely uh, we, oh.
0: <laughs> if uh I, you
1: have no argument here
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they would have stuck with a uh, mainframe for the animation, mm. it would have just been better overall in my opinion
1: what you know like you know like in thug master sound wave yo me no ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! I think a trans tech series would have maybe taking place a couple of cycles or a couple of Ron's after beast machines would have been really interesting. You have a new Megatron character or a mega megaplex character. Maybe is the tank. We have all those designs. I hope they get used at some point because the figure for starscream in the trans tech line, I really thought was cool.
0: No argument, sir.
1: No, the Cheetor figure, and yeah, yeah, th- that. And <sighs> well, the designs for Shockwave have really got
2: me puzzled because it's not Shockwave as we know him, but at the same time it looks quite like a toy I'd like to buy.
1: Yeah, it it it's Shockwave as a dragster, but it doesn't look bad. It works. It's... And the Megatron tank actually worked as well. I thought. Or the one design. There was one design that made him look like the Hunchback of Notre Dame that I didn't really care for. I think yeah, the thing I, about I,
2: the TransTech line is that it was radical enough, sorry, it was um, as much of a homage to Generation 1 to make mm-hmm. it appeal to fans like us, but it was also so significant a departure from the whole feel and direction that they could have gone anywhere with it and done anything with the characters and it would have still been accepted by the fans. Maybe,
1: maybe that was the problem. Either that or Hasbro just wasn't ready for something that radical and they had this partnership with Takara. I wonder if Takara didn't want to do it. Because Takara, it—if you look at a lot of the figures at that time in Japan, a lot of the figures were still very chunky, very robot-looking. Now, though, in Japan, a lot of the figures—there's a resurgence to the old style, and there's a resurgence a towards more organic-looking figures, like the Trans Tech line. But who knows? It, at that time, maybe Takara had a big factor in it, and they just said, "No, this won't fly." Yeah. It reminds
2: me a bit of Batman the Animated Series, and then after they'd done the Batman Animated Series and Gotham Knights and all the successively inferior offshoots, they then went in a completely new direction with Batman Beyond, which was a massive departure from the mythos, but also a development of it. And that was such a bold move uh, on the behalf of Warner Brothers and uh, DC. Uh, I think it was a similarly... Sorry, a mould... A dimly mould... No... It was a very bold move and one that paid off and worked really well. And TransTech would have probably been the same success story.
1: I I don't I don't uh, count out TransTech yet. I'm I would be willing to bet maybe a year or so after the movie we will get a TransTech line.
0: I, I think to passed, because they were so gung ho on the minicons. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yes, that's our official view. It's all Minicom's <laughs> fault. That's my view. I On to question two. I thought we were going to make it through an episode without mentioning Minicons, but no, Jesse, you to it. I had to, had to sneak it. it in.
0: Yes. <laughs> question two. This one comes from Mark. If you could personally select two G1 characters to be reincarnated in the forthcoming Transformers Classics line, one Autobot and one Decepticon, who would they be?
1: That's a really good question.
0: Brawn and
1: Shockwave. Those are mine. I, I have to be different. I'm gonna go with Warpath for the Autobot, and then y- you go, you go, Kyrus. I have to think of a Decepticon.
2: Well, the first time I was exposed to Transformers was one of the 1980s annuals, which had Ultramagnus and Galvatron on the beginning, uh, on the front, running into each other. And uh, they're the two sort of quintessential Transformers figures for me, and so it would have to be them. We'll
0: we'll probably get Ultra Magnus as a Prime repaint, so...
2: I don't want (laughs) Ultra Magnus as a Prime repaint, no, because that's been done too many times. I want Ultra Magnus as... as It'll probably be done again, so... Oh,
1: Oh, man, I'm having the dickens of a time trying to come up with Decepticon. Because all I'm coming up with is Soundwave, Megatron, and Jets. (laughs)
2: Oh, I'd quite now, like to see
1: Perceptor. No, not
2: Perceptor, sorry. Uh, Reflector. That would work. I could see that. And we've already got the roleplay-style toys in the Classics line with Megatron.
1: Yeah, but unfortunately, Reflector disappeared after Episode 3. Actually, yeah, but no, so Jet Jetfire, and
2: he's... Well, Jetfire kind of, like, disappeared fairly quickly, and yet he's become a fan-favorite character, so why not Reflector as Well,
1: well I've heard rumours that he's going to be in the Classics line. Ah. Jetfire. Oh. I would like I would like to see a redo of Warpath. I think that would be very cool. Uh either that or Sea Spray or Beachcomber.
2: Yeah, the redesigns of Warpath we got to see in Transformers Generation 1 by Dreamwave where they had him with all the rivets and the guns. Mm-hmm. Uh was it was really kind of beefed out as a war machine and looked quite
1: hard as nails. Or or I'd like to see a redo I'd like to see um I I keep changing my mind here, but I think I would really like to see... I'm going to have to go with uh, two Autobots and two Decepticons. I would really like to see, since we've got Rodimus or Hot Rod, I would love to see a Springer and a Cup, or a Springer and an RC, and then on the Decepticon side, I would love to see a Scourge and a Cyclonus. Ooh,
2: proper Scourge, not a Optimus Prime repaint.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. G one scourge. G one <laughs> scourge. The the uh, flying hovercraft thingy.
2: Oh, speaking about movie characters, I've got a real hankering now to see Wreck-Gart uh, as well. I was watching this the, is uh, this big is broadcast. really a,
1: this is really a loaded question because we have everyone has their fan favorite, and I want to know how Hasbro is going going to choose the next wave because you've got the except for Rodimus, you've or, yeah, Rodimus, you've got the big favorites.
0: Which they are currently doing, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I mean, they've got Bumblebee, was has always been a favorite, Prime, Megatron, Starscream, and Rodimus.
2: Well, what's the reason have... behind Astro Train then? He's not a particular oh, favorite. Train. I um, think he's that also was just quite because, a challenge, he's... because he's a triple changer. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I, think, I think that was the reason behind that one, just because he is a triple changer.
2: Well, they wanted to show they could do triple changes again. I, yeah.
1: I would very much. And he was the was wasn't he the first triple changer released along with um Blitzwing ah, in the US? Yeah. In the US. In the US. Yep. I just I can't really nail down a favorite for myself. It if it had to be from the from the group All right, I'm going to limit myself here from the group that I, I think showed, you've already
0: named about 6 of them.
1: God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm going for the group that was on wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. the Ark. Should, should I re- uh, reread the question here? It says, one Autobot, one Decepticon.
1: Uh, ass. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm going to make a choice. I'm going to say, just finally, I'd like to see Jazz, and I would like to see...
0: Holy shit, that was a big change.
1: <laughs> I, I'm going with guys that were on the Ark in the first three episodes. I'd like to see Jazz, or Ironhide, or... I'm just stopping. I'm just stopping. I can't go anymore. <laughs> I'm hurting myself. Okay.
2: It's like, it's like being asked to choose my favorite child. I, I just can't do it. I love them all equally. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you, Mark. You have officially broken my mind.
0: Before we go, a word from our sponsor, BigBadToyStore.com. Arriving soon is the very popular THS-02 hybrid-style convoy figure. The first time around, the figure sold out very quickly, but this time Takara has responded by producing a much larger quantity. The figure will be arriving in the store any day now, and you can have yours for a mere $49.99. Not interested in the smaller Convoy figure? BigBadToyStore.com is also taking pre-orders for the upcoming Masterpiece Convoy with Trailer Set. The trailer will feature both plastic and die-cast construction, and will open just like the G1 version. This figure will be released in September, and you can pre-order it for $189.99. The Autobot's not your cup of tea. BigBadToyStore.com is also taking pre-orders for the upcoming Masterpiece Starscream figure. This figure has undergone a bit of a redesign in its prototype stage, but this will surely be a figure you won't want to miss out on. Like with Convoy, this figure will be released in September as well, and you can have yours for only $99.99. Okay, so I believe we're done with the podcast. Yes? yes,
1: we are done for the week.
0: This is Matrix Prime signing off.
1: This is Spada saying, see you soon. This is Curious saying,
2: Tom Baker says, cheese. Huh?
3: No, I'm not your man. I'm not a spy, I am on your side, but you hang me out to try, you know.